0: so that you can live your version of an epic and rich life. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're tuning in from. Thank you for being here and a big warm welcome to you. Today's episode is all about self. And it's from the perspective of the parts of self that we or the relation to self that we drop into when we are in an unhealthy pattern. And I'm going to sort of speak specifically to business, but it's totally relevant to all parts of life. Um, And then how to shift from those relations to self and come back to self-trust. So we're going to talk about specifically self-betrayal, self-censorship, and self-abandonment, and how we can shift from those ways of being into deep self-trust and why this matters, why this fundamentally matters. And of course, I always relate things to business, but our personal and our professional are always interconnected. And so chances are really high that if we're self-abandoning in our business, we're self-abandoning in other areas of our life as well. And I share this from personal lived experience, not just my coaching work, but truly my very, very, very real lived experience around each of these items. Okay. So what are they? Let's talk about them. So how I define and distinguish them. Um, Self-betrayal is really a lack of Self acceptance of self love. It's really about, um, like, just not honoring ourselves at all, (laughs) you know, and really honoring other people above and beyond ourselves. And this shows up in a lot of different ways. So let's start with self betrayal. So when we betray ourselves in order to achieve whatever. We are giving away our power completely. So in real time, this looks like people-pleasing. As a recovering (laughs) people-pleaser, I very much identify with this. It looks like not having boundaries or having them, but not implementing them, right? Not actually following through on boundaries, it also is so sneaky in how it shows up because it will communicate strongly with our ego. And it gets really, really loud. And because we don't want to admit that we're self-betraying, and oftentimes we're doing it in relation to people-pleasing, that will drop into martyrdom or the saviorism, right? We'll tell ourselves, I'm helping them. I'm saving them. I'm the hero of the story. And we'll come up with all these reasons why we can justify betraying our own needs, betraying our own desires, betraying our own truth. Right? And this is why it's sneaky because oftentimes we won't even identify that we're self-betraying. We'll just... Focus on the fact that we're rescuing someone else. We're saving them, right? For example, in a business in a in a business uh, perspective, maybe I say I'm not working on Fridays, and I have a client who is always messaging me on Fridays and expecting me to reply on Fridays. Rather than firmly and lovingly saying, "Hey, just a gentle reminder that I'm not in." My inbox on Fridays, but feel free to message me and I will return it on Monday, right? Or you can get back to me on Thursday and I'll be able to to go back and forth with you on Thursday. But Fridays, I'm not in the office. Instead of me saying that, I hop into my inbox and I make sure that I'm replying. Or if I don't, I'm feeling really guilty. I'm feeling really bad. I'm feeling like I'm not helping my client. Now, why is this a problem? Well, it's a problem for a lot of reasons, but the biggest problem in my mind is that it shows a deep lack of self love. It shows a real lack of honoring yourself. It shows that you're prioritizing everybody else and that you care more about being seen to help and to give. Hello, good girl, right? The good girl conditioning comes through really strong. And when you're not, and when you're not honoring yourself, when you're betraying yourself, it's one of these death by a thousand paper cuts things where you just are eroding your self-trust completely. And I truly believe that self-trust is fundamental to everything we want in life. Self-trust is the oxygen to success. When we're eroding self-trust, we're literally exploiting ourselves by betraying ourselves. And we're learning that we can't rely on ourselves. We're learning that we can't trust ourselves, that we can't fully believe in ourselves. And then that creates all these limitations in our life, in our relationships, in our health journey, in all of it, right? Because why we'll start self-sabotaging. So I'm not gonna derail too much. I'm gonna keep this a little bit more short and sweet. But that is your introduction there to self-betrayal. Now, what is self-abandonment? And for me, maybe for some some other people, they they're not really different, but for me, I I die. Oh my God, I can't speak today. I define them differently. And for me, self-abandonment is really self-rejection or self, um, self-avoiding, self ignoring yourself completely. Avoiding, ignoring, rejecting. And uh, not just parts of you, but your needs. Like really rejecting needs that you have. So, self abandonment is oh, it's a big one. (laughs) Self abandonment is a really big one. Okay, so it shows up in a lot of ways in business, and here are a few. So, say you're working with a coach, and you have a lot of great ideas, and your intuition is really guiding you, and your coach completely disagrees with you and is not allowing you to listen to your intuition, to listen to that inner voice within. And so then you drop into second guessing yourself or you drop into analysis paralysis and overthinking and just relinquishing your power and allowing other people to kind of take the driver's seat in your life, right? Um, it's also about perfectionism, <laughs> so having these insane expectations for yourself, and never feeling good enough, never feeling like, um, like it's enough, ever, and pushing yourself where you're no longer meeting your needs because you're not even feeling worthy of that. It's ignoring things that feel really present for you. So emotionally, physically, spiritually, mentally, it's literally ignoring, avoiding, um, suppressing, rejecting, denying your reality, your needs. And it creates a lot of codependency. Now, the thing about self-abandonment is that if you... if you think about experiences in your life, in your relationships, in your work, you'll be able to pinpoint moments where you self-abandoned, right? Moments where you chose to not honor your needs, to suppress or reject or deny yourself your needs. So an example would be... um a client coming to you and saying, hey, I didn't book a call with you this week, but I really need to have one. Can you squeeze me in? And you know that you do have a little window on your Thursday, but you had it blank so you could have a lunch and rest between calls because you can't cope with back-to-back calls, right? But instead, what you do is you tell them, sure, no problem, I'll fit you in. And you fit them into that space that slot in your day. And in that decision, now you've abandoned yourself. Right? And you've prioritized your client's needs, even though they probably didn't even honor your boundaries of booking calls in advance. And now you feel like You don't want them to have conflict with you or you don't want them to reject you because that feels threatening to you. And so you're just going to meet their need and ignore your own. You're ignoring your own need. And you're going to have feelings about that. You're probably going to have a response to that self-abandonment, but you're going to probably (laughs) suppress that too. Right? We're going to numb. We're going to avoid. We're going to binge Netflix. We're going to shop online. We're going to scroll on Instagram. We're going to do everything except feel the feeling in our gut that makes us feel icky because we chose to not have our needs met. All right. So that's the difference between self-betrayal and self-abandonment for me. Now, self-censorship is a really big one um, online right now. As I'm sure you can imagine, but with cancel culture, there's just this crazy amount of filtering who you are, what you want to say online. And it's, I mean, really, it's about wanting to be palatable, wanting to please the perceived collective over honoring your true self. And so we don't want to. We don't want to um, feel rejection from the collective, right? And a lot of this, honestly, is conscious, but it's also subconscious. Because as humans, we have this real desire for self-belonging. So if we're rejecting parts of ourselves in order to belong, we think we can justify that. The problem is, when it comes to business, is that when you're not your authentic self, when you're not really who you are and you're not really in alignment with your lived experience, with your values, with your perspectives, with your story, with your embodiment, that is obvious to people. And it just energetically does not magnetize or transfer confidence or truth or a positive feeling, because people will just feel things, even if they can't articulate what it is about you that's just missing the link for them, they can feel when something is not 100% sincere. They can feel when you're not in your flow, when you're not in your alignment. And what a lot of us are doing is we're canceling ourselves before anybody else can cancel us. But self censorship is also a version of self betrayal and self abandonment because we're prioritizing pleasing other people above honoring our own needs, honoring our own truth, expressing what is actually real for us. And we end up struggling really hard to communicate things in a truthful way. We're always looking to avoid conflict, and we're forgetting that the price of this is really, really high it's really, really high. And it creates so much inaction (laughs) because we're in that, again, analysis paralysis. We're pursuing perfection over trying to just pursue our humanity, you know, like just being human. And a lot of the times I see that when we can't extend grace to ourselves, when we can't allow ourselves to live our truest, fullest, authentic, expressed self, then it's very hard for us to create that space for other people in, in our lives, in our community, online. Because when we're judging them, it's really a representation of our self-judgment. And if we're harshly criticizing ourselves, we're going to be harshly criticizing other people, too right? Now, I want to make sure that there's a distinction here between um, our public and our private persona. Not everything in our private lives, in our private worlds, in our private moments needs to be made public in order for us to be in our integrity and alignment. That is not the, the case at all, in my opinion. We can totally have Privacy. We are entitled to privacy. We're entitled to having a private life that maybe is not exactly what our public persona marketing looks like. That's okay. But when there's a big incongruency, it's not okay. When there's a values incongruency, it's not okay. When it's um, a diluted version of who you are, It's just not going to attract, it's not going to magnetize the people that you want in your business. The very thing that you're scared of doing is actually the thing that's keeping you from what you want. You know? Like the very thing you're scared of saying is probably the thing that needs to be said. It's the thing that your people need to hear. And by being so scared to create conflict and um, to no longer belong... In whatever space, whether that's online or offline, you're actually not belonging because you're not bringing your full, whole self to the table. Right. And so, when you're not bringing your whole self to anything, you can't receive love, you can't receive belonging, you can't receive connection and all the goodness that comes with that because you're not bringing your full self to the table. So you're actually denying yourself so much and the price is really high. Now, of course, again, there is diplomacy here. There is um, there's a degree of just knowing what you want to speak to and what you just don't want to go near. <laughs> and there's wisdom. There's wisdom that you can invite into that process. I am not talking about foolishly expressing yourself broadly you know without intention without embodiment without mindfulness without without wisdom but I am saying that when you know that you've got a version of you that just wants to break free when you have something that needs to be said but you're afraid to say it when you're censoring who you are online because you so badly want to fit in and belong that is not going to get you what you want. So, how do we bring ourselves back from self betrayal and self abandonment and self censorship as humans, as business owners, as influencers and leaders in the online spaces, as pillars of our community, as uh, mentors in our family and, and with our clients? How do we come back to self trust? The, the way to do that. Firstly, I believe, is to create space and mindfulness for presence. Like, oh, just a deep breath, you know? Like, just bring yourself back into the moment. Slow down the clock. (laughs) Slow down the pressure. Allow yourself to come back into the presence moment and to be embodied in the present moment, to ground yourself, to anchor into yourself. And. Just breathe and and just be fully here. That's the first step. Because usually when we're doing self-abandonment, self-betrayal, self-censorship, we're operating from that sort of third eye lens. We're hovering above ourselves. We're not embodied. We're not fully present in the moment. We're looking to the past or to the future. It's creating anxiety. It's creating emptiness. It's creating chaos and confusion. And so by coming back into the present moment, by coming back into our body, we can really give ourselves the gift of clarity and connection. Uh, there's a lot of ways to do that. Breath work is a great way. Meditation, literally shaking <laughs> shaking it off, like moving your body and, um, and dancing, intuitive dancing, just connecting, connecting with yourself, connecting with nature. Whatever you need to do to come back into the present moment. Now, the second thing is when you're in the present moment and you're feeling embodied and grounded and anchored, then it's time to befriend yourself, to make room for all of you, <laughs> to stop that judgment, you know, to stop allowing your inner critic to run the show, to Stop avoiding the parts of yourself that you don't want to look at. I never said this was easy work, but it is so, so, so worth it. Looking at the parts of you that you need to befriend, that you need to bring love and acceptance and forgiveness and compassion to. Really healing your relationship with yourself and making space to hear yourself. Drowning out all those other voices And allowing yourself, what do I actually feel? What do I actually want to say? What are my needs? You know, what are my boundaries? What are my values? A lot of the time, we're sort of automatically self abandoning and self betraying and self censoring because we don't actually even know where we start and where other people's voices and truths and experiences and beliefs start. We don't even have that distinction. So, really coming back to yourself. And befriending who you are, again, the love, the compassion, the, the reverence for you as a human being so that you can really then go into the decluttering, okay? The decluttering of friendships, the decluttering of toxic relationships, of toxic environments, of Toxic inputs, you know, for me, that was definitely mainstream media. I had to stop looking at the news all day. It was giving me a lot of anxiety. It was clouding my perspective. It was derailing my values. And that may be part of your process. It may not be, but whatever it is that you need to declutter, declutter, get rid of it. All the fluff, the stuff that gets between you and your relationship with yourself declutter it. But in order to do that, you first have to know yourself. You have to reacquaint yourself with who you are outside of the chaos, outside of the clutter. And then once you've done that, reduce the noise, turn down the volume on all those inputs that are coming between you and everything you want. Okay. And then the last step is to just practice presence and And when you're in moments where you previously, you know, they're triggers for self-abandonment, they're triggers for self-betrayal, they're triggers for self-censorship, create a habit that allows you to practice self-trust in those moments. Okay? What is self-trust? Self-trust is, to me, when we're deeply connected with ourselves, when we have an unshakable belief in ourselves and our ability to have everything we want, to treat ourselves with love and acceptance, to choose ourselves in any given situation, and to to really know who we are and to trust that we have everything we need to bring to life all that we want. It's so much more than confidence. It's really about knowing you're worthy, knowing that you can meet all the parts of who you are and hold them simultaneously, the polarity, right? It's knowing that when you meet all the parts of yourself, you know that you'll be able to offer yourself compassion, forgiveness, love. It's this really deep sense of connection and acceptance with yourself, and it's everything, it's everything, everything, everything for your life, for your relationships, for your business, for your work, for your dreams, for your bucket list, for everything. It's, it's really the foundation on which you build it all. And so if you are hearing yourself in any of this as a a human, as a leader, as a business owner, and you're recognizing where you're self-abandoning, where you're self-betraying, where you're self-censoring, I really invite you to come back into yourself to practice these steps that will shift you into self-trust so that you can then experience the impact that that will have on all the areas of your life and your work. right so I love you thank you for being here I see you I honor you and I want to remind you as always that the best is yet to come please connect with me on Instagram or email let me know what you loved about this episode and if it resonates please feel free to share it with a friend I'm Robin Gooding, and you've been listening to The Profitable Way Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at robin.gooding and join the Facebook community through the link in my Instagram bio. It would mean the world to me if you would subscribe, rate, and review this episode so that I can continue to share this message with other entrepreneurs looking to pursue their dream online. I hope you'll join in next week for another episode and I hope that you always remember that the best is yet to come.